Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You already know what time it is. It's that official time. When we take this worldwide. Let's go. So now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slamming pancakes It's the mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really couldn't have devoured him and from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we gotta change brains. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Turn it up, Now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. And three hundred and those ladies and gentlemen, I am Chris Featherstone. This this is the Pancakes of Power Slam show. We are live in living color and funky like a monkey if you're real damn yeah. Uh, so here's the deal, man. Uh, we're back to plan A today. Um, I really enjoyed plan B last week, by the way. Uh, you, The PNP Nation made plan B so amazing. It was so fun last week. And here's the funny thing. Uh, what's going on, uh, PNP Nation in the chat room already? Let me know if y'all see me fine. Um, here's, the, here's some. Hello, please state your name after the tone and Google Voice will try to connect you. Should be hearing me now. Everything should be on and ready. Uh, okay, so let me know if you hear me, hopefully this doesn't jack up the uh, <laughs> the um, streaming, but 
Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. It looks like the... All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Where you at? Let me know where you at. I now talk about where the live pal. My computer is just totally acting plum crazy right now. Um, all right. Brandon, hear me. Mo, you see me? How's everything? Mo says it's okay. Jeffrey says it's okay. The video quality, no freezing. How are we at? Uh, how are we looking right now on YouTube? Uh, so it looks like, from what I'm saying, it looks like it's fine. But let me know. I need a few. I need a few confirmations. No freezing. I see you. No freezing. No freezing. Okay. Okay. Simultaneous. No freezing. All right. There we go. So I'm glad that uh, we're back and we're we're live. Okay, good. No freezing, no freezing. Okay, awesome. Good stuff, guys. So how's everybody doing? <laughs> First of all, this is episode 363. Appreciate everybody uh, coming on the show with me. Even with the um, back to plan A, like I said, plan B was a lot funner to me last week. Um, it was a, a house show spontaneous plan B that was, you know what the funny thing is? I think I was trying to say this before. Here's the funny thing about plan B last week. On the audio, um, the audio version of Blog Talk Radio, uh, you can actually get Google, you can actually Google Pancakes and Power Slams, and you can um, actually save the list of uh, Google, because uh, it's, it's, it's through, like, the Google podcast, uh, you can actually save um, it on your uh, computer. I mean, uh, save it on the, on, on the phone, and it shows the whole list uh, of Pancakes and Power Slams podcasts. So it's, it's really, really cool. It's actually, um, like, Google, uh, it's like a Google thing that, that uh, it's called Google Podcast. So um, go to Google Podcast and, and, um, and type in Pancakes and Power Slams. Um, you and, and put that on your um, put that on your home screen on your on your phone, and uh, you'll be able to listen to every single podcast. So here's that's the funny part of this whole deal is that. We were talking about the um, the episode that was like a few years back. It's it's playing that like Google Podcasts, um, Pancakes and Power Slams. It's got the whole thing, every single episode. I'm looking at it right now, and I'm trying to figure out which one was the uh, <laughs> what's the uh, the one with the um, that was very limited. That was uh, that I was talking about last year, or last last week. Uh, people getting scanned for 2020, 2K 2020. Hopefully, it doesn't jack up someone's career like it did uh, Shinsuke Nakamura this year, because uh, I mean I love AJ Styles. It's not his. Uh, um, Almost, you, you think you found it last week? Nice, <laughs> nice. The 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 episode from hell. <laughs> Um, 
So I hope I hope it doesn't jack up someone's uh, career like it did Shinsuke Nakamura's last year. Uh, I love AJ. It's not his fault at all. But, I mean, the fact that Nakamura won the Royal Rumble and lost to AJ, a lot of people are saying because of the whole 2K thing of being on the, you know, being on the cover of 2K and they didn't want to take the belt off of them. And, man, that really, that really hurt. So, we're going to have a fun show this week. We got uh, this, the interview for this week is uh, I was a part of a Ring of Honor media call today with both Matt Taven. I'm good, my mood. Thanks for asking, man. Um, I was on a ROA's media call today with Matt Taven and Jay Lethal. So I got to uh, be a part of a list of uh, uh, media that interviewed both of them, asked them questions. Uh, Shinsuke, not tomorrow. Yes, very true. Um, so it was, it was really cool. Um, Evan and I both were, were a part of the uh, the conference call. And um, they have Matt Taven and Jay Lethal. This week I'm going to play Matt Taven. The, the total conference call was long, so I'm not going to play the whole thing. I'm actually going to... Uh, to to play both uh, this week and next week. So this week I'll be playing uh, Matt Taven, and uh, next week I will be playing the Jay Lethal uh, part of the uh, media call for this week's uh, 17th anniversary. Um, Jay Lethal will be uh, defending the championship against Matt Taven, and uh, it was really fun. Uh, I've been on conference calls with both Matt Taven. It's funny because I've been on a conference call with both Matt Taven and Jay Lethal, and I've had both Matt Taven and Jay Lethal on the show, on the, on the PNP show, uh, with individual interviews. So I've interviewed both of them three times, uh, two conference calls, and both have appeared on the show <laughs> separately. So my third interview with both Matt Taven and Jay Lethal. And uh, it was pretty fun. So uh, check it out. There's other media there as well. So, uh, so so check it out. I'm about to play it. And um, after the Matt Taven uh, uh, media uh, call to promote this week's uh, 17th anniversary, uh, I will be back with uh, a lot of WrestleMania trivia this week. And this week we're going to go further into – uh, we got some news to cover, but we're not going to cover for long. We're going to go further into the pro wrestling controversial questions. Oh, dun dun dun! It's uh, you better watch out, man. It's going to be uh, it's going to be it's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be good, or as Booker T would say, also, it's going to be perfect. <clears throat> Let me know how we. Uh, let me know how I'm uh, looking on the on the air. Like I said, uh, I was gonna do the. It's it's funny. Um, it's funny that last last weekend I actually had everything set up to go live for um, uh, to do the the the, uh, the the live reaction for for Fastlane um, because yeah, I mean overall, yeah, I mean it, it was okay. I, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it. Um, not too much, but a little bit about it. Um, so I was ready to go live on um, <clears throat> the Chris does make a good Booker T line. Way to go. 
like I said, it's going to be perfect. Uh, let me know how I look, actually. Am I, am I, no freezing, right? Uh, no freezing. I'm, I'm good to go. Fluid motion. Everything's good. Are we good? Confirm with me uh, that, that I'm good before we before I start playing the uh, the conference call. Okay, no freezing still. Okay, good. Okay, good, good, good. Looks like uh, the settings are all good. Uh, like I said, uh, Brandon uh, still loves uh, my Triple H uh, voice. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, I'm good. I'm doing fine. Okay, great, great. That's 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 good to know. Uh, yeah, we do got to talk about the, uh, the the Batista promo and Triple H promo. Uh, <laughs> give, give me what I want. Give me this spitting, spitting everywhere. Give me what I want. But come on, Batista. Hey, I used to be a huge Batista mark. But we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, but before we go to the media call, like I said, man, I was I had everything set up for uh, the live reaction with Fastlane, and uh, it the crazy thing is it just totally uh, not only did the software shut down, but when I had to restart my computer. And when I got back on the computer, now I had a whole bunch of just different stuff. Uh, I mean, I have a software to, to you know, you see you see this, the scroll, actually new font with the scroll, actually. It's the scroll, the logo right there. Um, you saw the, the intro logo. Uh, when, I was, when I switched from screen to screen, some, some really, really cool software that I have, but um, it, it not only did it not, I mean, it's, it saves all of the, um, uh, it, it saves all of the, the settings, so I can just jump right into the show, I ain't got to worry, I mean, I, I'll, I make different changes for different weeks and stuff like that as far as the logo and things like that, but there's normal settings I have that just makes everything a smoother transition. So I'm about, so I'm about to go live for um, Fastlane. I go back to my software, and every single thing is totally annihilated. It is deleted. Talk about delete, delete. My whole software, everything was deleted off of it. And I said, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Because I just spent so much time with going to the settings, making sure they're proper, making sure everything um, was, was good. As far as not freezing, not not any delays or anything like that, and it was it was crazy. So I spent most of my time I spent a, I spent a good portion of my time watching Fastlane on one of my screens in my studio, and then the other screen, um, and I was watching Fastlane on my screen and on my laptop as well because I was using two of the screens at times trying to fix the software, and it was. It was a pain. So, with that being said, um, Plan A is back. Uh, I enjoyed Plan B a little bit better, honestly, because uh, on the audio, the reason why I even talked about the Google Podcast was um, if you check the audio for last week, because the audio usually comes straight from Blog Talk Radio, um, but the audio from Plan B last week that I actually uploaded to Blog Talk, it was much more crisp. So um, I don't know. I think we might be we might be bring back Plan B. 
If you don't hear their countdown, we went into overtime last week. Uh, it was a lot of fun up with Plan B. So we might be we might be Plan B back for WrestleMania. We could we could. Um, somebody remind me about uh, uh, Stasiak. Uh, I said I was going to submit. Uh, I was going to submit the pitch to Dave Lagana. Um, remind me about that. Um, I'm just trying to tie tie up some loose ends before we go to uh, the conference call. I think we're set. I think we are we are set with the with the conference call. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I will be back after this uh, Ring of Honor conference call. Uh, um, I think that's it. All right, so we'll be right back. To this Friday's big main event with Jay Lethal having this opportunity to become Ring of Honor World Champion. After all, I don't remember a single person telling me I wasn't main event material. Maybe a Melvin like yourself might think that, but they never had the guts to say that to my face. Um, or, you know, maybe they should watch the product every once in a while because for the last year, there's no one that holds a candle to Matt Taven. For the last night in the Ring of Honor World Champion. So going into this Friday is just another day of employment for Matt Taven. Just and, you know, hopefully um, people like you who I'm, I'm assuming have stepped foot in a ring ever in your entire life can finally maybe realize the greatness that is Matt Taven. But that's honestly on you because I already know how great I am. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Um, Alexandra from Sam Wrestling. Go ahead, Andra. Yeah, so um, I want to know that ever since Jay Lethal regained his Ring of Honor world title, you still claim that it should be yours because there's a little complication with the ref. Does that fuel your fire for your upcoming match? I mean, there's no doubt about it. Nine months ago, if you go back and watch the match where Jay Lethal supposedly regains the Ring of Honor world title, I, I beat. Dalton Castle, who was the world champion at the time, I pin him right in the middle of the ring for an eight count, which is why for the last nine months, Matt Taven has been the real Ring of Honor world champion. Uh, so going into this match with Jay Lethal, you know, uh, I guess it's a, it's a form of motivation, but honestly for me, this is just another step in my Purple Rain tour. I mean, I defeated the former champ in his championship rematch at Final Battle. Now these Melvins want to say that Jay Lethal's the champ. Well, I'm going to beat him, too, this Friday in Vegas and just continue my epic title reign. All right. Thank you. Um, Anthony Suter from Smart to Death. Go ahead, Anthony. Hi, guys. Can you hear me? Oh, yes. Sorry, what was the name of your, your publication? Oh, that, that's a fantastic one. Yeah, I have a question for you, uh, for you, Matt. If once, you know, if you do win this Friday uh, against Jay Lethal, what will happen to the real Ring of Honor title? Um, you know, the the title that was the most prestigious title in the by uh, by that poser Jay Lethal, obviously because he was overwhelmed with jealousy of the better title in the first place. It meant more. It had more prestige to it, like I said, and it actually was held by the real Ring of Honor World uh, Champion. So, you know, after Friday, I'll be able to get rid of that disgusting belt that Ring of Honor's been carrying around for a while now and uh, upgrade it to something that fits a king. Thank you. 
All right, thank you. Um, Anton Jackson from Vulture Hound. Go ahead, Anton. Good afternoon, Mr. Tobin. Well, how are you? Doing all right. All right. These Ring of Honor anniversary shows, they tend to showcase not only, you know, the legacy of Ring of Honor, but they tend to showcase the legacy of certain wrestlers. Uh, how do you look at your legacy and promotion on the eve of this uh, World Championship match on one of the show's landmark shows? Well, I think you go back to my very first night under contract with Ring, on, Ring of Honor and my very first anniversary, the 11th anniversary, where I defeated Adam Cole to the Ring of Honor television title. And, you know, in the years since, uh, I've done nothing but add more and more and more to my resume, whether it's been in New Japan or CMLL, and obviously here in Ring of Honor. A 17th anniversary, six years deep into my Ring of Honor career, is going to be the time where, you know, I already know I'm the Ring of Honor world champion. But now, you know, if, if I need to go through Jay Lethal to make it official to the dorks in the office or to the guys with, you know, fantastic media names like smart to death uh if i have to prove that to those type of people well then i will make sure that everyone sits down gets their popcorn ready for friday night vegas who i love vegas and i love the anniversary show i've always done very well at it and um i will make sure that my my dominance of this company for the last six years comes to the pinnacle and and finally gets to uh, the point where you know uh, the doubters or the critics have nothing to do but eat crow and shut up. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Chris Featherstone, Pancakes and Power Slams. Go ahead, Chris. Matt Taven, how are you doing today? I'm great. Have you had your pancakes this morning? Uh, no, I have not this morning, but I will this evening. I appreciate you asking, man. It's uh, very kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so, so my question is, um, so you, you talked about how you debuted on the 11th anniversary, and you've created a, such a a very uh, unique path on your way to being the real Ring of Honor champion. Now, as far as creating a legacy for Matt Taven and Ring of Honor, what are some things that you have kind of foreshadowed to uh, to achieve? In, in order to, to uh, accomplish the legacy of the, the CM Punks and the Brian Danielses and the Nigel McGinnises and your opponent, Jay Lethal, coming up this weekend? Well, I think from day one in Ring of Honor, you know, the goal was to always be in this position to, you know, have your name on the marquee, to have your name at the main event. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you step in, into Ring of Honor, that's not just something that's usually just given to you. And, and I've really had to carve my path by winning the top prospect tournament, becoming a television champion. You know, there was minor setbacks with injuries and, and different things that have happened. But every situation that I've been put in, whether it's, you know, like Bennett winning the tag titles, not only just here, but in New Japan, then coming back from an injury, going though, going to CMLL, being the first foreigner to win uh, the NWA middleweight or, or welterweight championship there. Uh, being the first foreigner to main event the anniversary show this past year. I mean, these are all things that I've done time after time after time to show everyone that Matt Taven is exactly who he says he is. He's the very best that Ring of Honor has to offer. And for a while, I felt like there was a conspiracy against me, that Ring of Honor was holding me back. And, you know, sometimes when you feel like you're not getting the support that you deserve or that you should have by um, whether it be 
people with fantastic media names again, like Pancakes and Power Slams or The Office or Melvin from the crowd (laughs) that, uh, you know, are wearing a terrible black T-shirt. You you have to kind of, you know, do what you have to do to make sure people know that um, you're 110% serious about everything you said. And then, you know, beating the former world champion in the middle of the ring uh, only to have someone else claim to be the champion didn't sit well with me. And I had to make a statement for the last nine months and everything has been leading to this moment here in Vegas. Um, so you better believe that the, the last year plus of work isn't going to come to an end in Vegas with Jay Lethal uh, thinking that he's walking out of the place with that piece of tin. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to make sure that this is the climax of Matt Haven's story for the last year. I appreciate that. And I'm not a Pats fan, but I know what you are. So congrats on the Super Bowl win. Oh, thank you. I mean, it happens so often. You're going to have to continue to say it to me more and more. <laughs> Sounds good, man. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Thanks, Chris. Uh, next up is Evan from Under the Mat Radio. Go ahead, Evan. How you doing, Mr. Steven? How are you today? Good. How's how's the Under the Mat? <laughs> Better now. I'm not actually under. I'm actually over now talking to you, so it's all good. What to ask you... You know, with all your accomplishments, everyone's been mentioning about your world uh, title match against Jay Lethal, but you've been currently the six-man tag champion in Ring of Honor. You know, you've been on the list of the Junkyard Dogs, the Ricky Mortons, the Tommy Riches, the Freebirds, and now you have the chance to become our ace champion and withholding belts from CMLL, NWA, New Japan. What you you happen to win the world title this Friday against JD. Talked about for a record amount of times and record length. What will be next on your goals? What will be your next uh, next thing that you want to do or accomplish if you become the world heavyweight champion? And currently, still just the world, world six man championship uh, champion being the uh, first ever. Uh, team to hold the Ring of Honor six-man title and being the only team to hold it three times and also holding it the longest out of any uh, six-man in history because, you know, that my crew of Vinny and TK is, is the greatest real in professional wrestling and we take great pride in saying that and being that. With that being said, uh, you know, you spoke about Jay Lethal holding the title for the longest reign in history, which I don't believe is true. Again, for the last nine months, I think Jay Lethal's title reign has been an absolute fraud. And if you would ask me, Samoa Joe still owns the title of longest title reign in history. And so once I officially become on the record books in these Melvin's eyes as the world champion, that's my goal is to set the, the, um, the record for the longest title reign in history. And he continuously does things like this, achieves goals that no one else has achieved, and lives up to everything that he says. So mark my words, once I beat Jay Lethal, the history books where it says Samoa Joe, longest reign, he's going to have to find himself a nice comfy spot in second place behind Matt Taven. Thank you for that, Mr. Taven. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks, Evan. Next up is James Walsh. Go ahead, James. All right, let's see how you like my name. My name is James Walsh from the Wrestling Epicenter. Is that an okay name? That's better than uh, pancakes and powers. Or no, smart to death might be the worst one. I, I think I might have to create a Facebook group for Martin Novins in the crowd. That was awesome. I like that name. That's awesome. Um, okay. That's a good podcast, man. 
That's a good podcast name. Very good. All right. So my question is not about the 17th anniversary show, but maybe looking a little bit past it, which I feel some people might be doing past the 17th anniversary show as we head into the G1 Supercard at Madison Square Garden. Uh, should you unify the titles? I'll call it a unification match at the 17th anniversary. How cool would it be to walk into Madison Square Garden as the official Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion? I mean, it's it's something that I would be lying if I if I said you know the the thought of Madison Square Garden isn't in the back of my mind. But at the same time, you know, as, as much as I I say that Jay Lethal is a fraud, and and I do think that his championship reign is bad, I, I take nothing away from Jay Lethal, the wrestler in the ring, and to look past this Friday in Vegas, looking forward to Madison Square Garden, even to think about you know. Once I DJ, I'm going to walk into Madison Square Garden as the Ring of Honor World Champion. thought that is, I really can't put the cart in front of the horse and really get my mind to that moment because, you know, Vegas is, is three days away. And if I start thinking past Vegas and I start going uh, and thinking of what, what's happening next, you know, Jay Lethal might sneak up on me and that um, I would be letting myself down after everything I've said for the past year. So Madison Square Garden is definitely around the corner. It's definitely an event that everyone has marked on their calendar. But right now I'm focused on Vegas. And, uh, you know, I, I'm positive that I will beat Jay Lethal in Vegas. So walking into Madison Square Garden as the champion, well, that's just going to be, you know, uh, a cause and effect of what happens Friday. Awesome. Can't wait to see it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thanks, James. Um, next. Jason Frazier from ESPN Radio in St. Louis. Go ahead, Jason. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Good. How are you? Not doing too bad. Uh, my question goes, I know you were trying to achieve singles glory this week, but also looking at your credit with the kingdom. So many factions have come and gone and Ring of Honor history. The kingdom now seems like they're the longest running. How difficult is it to kind of keep a faction like that going year in and year out? Well, I think, you know, the, the fact that the kingdom has been able to stick together for three years plus now while you see other groups break up or people uh, leave or, you know, the whole group is completely different than how it originally was, but the name is still the same. And, like, the the fact that, Ring of, that the kingdom has been able to stay strong is a testament to the bond that we truly have. You know, the three of us, uh, we came up together in the business. We were all trained under Spike Dudley. We're all from the same area. We travel together. We we eat together. We we move together. It's it's one of those things where these are this is my family. This is my brothers. And obviously, there's times where you don't get along with family, and uh, you know you have some disagreements uh, with with your closest friends and brothers. But uh, our bond is something real that can't be broken, and that's why we're um, have stuck together without a single. Uh, moment of um, of any trouble in paradise when it comes to to the kingdom because this this group and this is a bond that that will last a lifetime and it's why we're the best trio in the world because we and you know the the three of us all want us to succeed as much as humanly possible obviously we're the six hand champions the guys are firmly behind me in my match on Friday going into Vegas and they have a big match as well against Lifeblood. But, you know, I'll be watching, and then I'll be pulling for them as well. And that's, uh, that's because, you know, this is as real as it gets between the three of us. Thank you. No problem. Uh, thanks, Jason. Thanks. Uh, next, Nick Hausman from Wrestling Inc. Go ahead, Nick. Hi, Matt. Good to talk to you again. Thanks so much. 
Long, long time. I feel like every time we do these calls, I, I have just spoken to you. I, I, so after everybody's done with this, go listen to that too, please. Um, but, yeah, please. But uh, Matt, I want to ask you, you know, you were just talking about the kingdom, uh, your relationship with Vinny and TK. What are their plans for Friday night? Are they going to be in your corner? Have you told them to stay back? What's, what's the details here? I mean, I, I'm not going to go ahead and give away a full game plan. I mean, that's, that's kind of foolish. But I think if you've ever seen uh, the kingdom in action, we were always not too far away from, from one another. And, uh, you know, as one of the media outlets named themselves under the mat, uh, they sit in themselves Vinny's house because that's, you know, Vinny, you always got to check under the ring with him. You never know what he might be up to. But the three of us, you know, we know each other's strengths and weaknesses. We know each other when we're out in the ring. Or we can see from our facial reactions alone what we're thinking. And, uh, you know, just like when you're watching your friend in a fight and you think he might need help, there's, a, there's always a, a chance to slide in there and make sure your, your buddy gets the upper hand. So, Jay Lethal would be foolish not to realize that the kingdom's a unit and a strong one and that when he steps in the ring with Matt Taven, he's stepping in the ring with an entire kingdom. Thanks so much for the time, Matt. I'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Nick. Thank you very much. Uh, next, Sean Rossap from Fightful.com. Go ahead, Sean. Sean? Yeah, sorry about that. I had a question about the state of the uh, Real World Championship belt. Are you still in possession of that? What are you going to do with it despite its uh, destroyed nature? Well, the Real World Championship belt is still in my possession. It is my property. It was damaged by Jay Lee, you know, but I'm a, I'm a stand-up man, and I'm a guy who likes to settle things. Uh, face-to-face mano-a-mano and, you know, probably unlike yourself where you would probably press charges and make a big stink out of it. I'm going to go right to Jay Lethal and slap him in his mouth for what he did to the to the belt. But again, like I said earlier, you probably weren't paying attention since you couldn't even pick up your uh, call when it's time for your dance to be called. I'm going to make that belt better than it's ever been, especially after Friday. I'll replace that piece of tin that Ring of Honor has been carrying around as the most prestigious title and show them what is actually fit for a king. The real Ring of Honor title might be gone for right now, but it's definitely not gone forever. Matt? You're welcome. Right, thanks, Sean. And, and the uh, final question for Matt, uh, it's from Stu Myrick from The Horn in Austin. Go ahead, Stu. Matt Taven, how are you, man? Hey, Stu. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you as well. So let's let's talk a little history. Assuming you do become victorious on Friday night, you will become only the second man to become a Ring of Ring of Honor's Grand Slam champion. The only other man being the fallen angel Christopher Daniels. What would that mean to you to cement your name in history, achieving something that only one other man has achieved? Well, I really wish it was zero other man had achieved it, and you know. Uh, Christopher Daniels, I, I almost mentally erase him from that list because uh, the conspiracy that was taking place against the kingdom at the time, where we see the still been the six-man tag titles, is when uh, SEU captured the six-man belt. So, so to me, you know, that should have an asterisk on it at least. So to be the first ever guy to truly be the Grand Slam champion is just something that goes along with the legacy of Matt Taven. 
you know, being the first man to win the television title on his very first night, hold it for the longest reign ever to that point, uh, being the first man to hold um, the NWA welterweight championship uh, for CMLL to only be the second man in history to hold a belt in New Japan, CMLL, and Ring of Honor. You know, these are things that I've accomplished time after time after time again, and it'd be fitting for Matt Taven to put his name on that list once again because that's what I've done throughout my career. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that Matt Taven will be a Grand Slam champion in Ring of Honor because, to me, I already am. Now, if it takes Friday slapping around a, a Melvin like Jay Lethal for the record books to finally put it down, so be it. But you can just mark my words right now. There will be another notch on the belt of Matt Taven, another bullet point in the resume of Matt Taven when I become Grand Slam champion. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Stu. And thank you, Matt, for uh, taking time out of your incredibly busy schedule uh, to take some calls from our uh, press friends. All right, Matt Taven, Ring of Honor media call. Uh, Jay Lethal is part two, and uh, I'll go ahead and air that next week on the show. Uh, and then, um, yeah, we're so we're we're so much close to WrestleMania, man. Uh, the stop before that is the Ring of Honor 17th anniversary uh, show in Vegas, and then of course WrestleMania weekend we have the Big, big G1 Supercard show inside the garden. <clears throat> inside the garden. The Madison Square Garden. Uh, so go, uh, listen, check out, get your Honor Club membership uh, and uh, check out our 17th anniversary this uh, this coming weekend. Go to ROHWrestling.com for details and I uh, hope you enjoyed the media call. All right, for, so for the lack of time, let's... Um, into it. Let's uh, briefly address these um, headlines. Briefly, briefly talk about uh, Fast Lane, Raw, and Smack. Most of our time uh, addressing these uh, pro wrestling controversial questions. Dun, dun, dun. So, all right, ladies without further ado, you know what time it is. Co-hosts with the most check pro. How are you tonight, sir? going on, guys? How y'all feeling? Doing well, man. Yeah. Doing well. You sound, sound much better than uh, about an hour ago when I spoke to you. <laughs> yeah, man. Illuminati trying to get to me. It's good to be yeah. here. But it's, uh, they try to get to you, but as Steve Austin would say, uh-uh. Yeah, <laughs> got to go to Austin. Got to keep uh, <laughs> pacing back and forth, just like right, a right, thing. Right, <laughs> right. Absolutely. All right, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. Uh, you know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the headlines. Here we go. <laughs> so here's the funny part of all this. Remember last week, plan, again, the, the, the fun and joy of Plan B. Uh, the Plan B episode last week, um, uh, it, was, it was funny because we were, I was trying to find the headlines. And, and the thing is about the, the, the Blog Talk Radio studio, I have all the sound bites, like, right in front of my face. That's the, that's the joy of 
being having a podcast studio, having a podcast host. Um, and so, but the funny part, is, the, the cool part is Plan B. Uh, I created a, I have a, a soundbite play for the show. So, uh, so Plan B will work. We're going to go back to Plan B because Plan B sounds much crisper uh, audio wise. But uh, you got to give it up for the all the sound bites that I have for the Blog Talk Radio uh, on the Blog Talk Radio studio, including including my favorite one. You know what my favorite sound bite is, right? You know, yeah, know. what my favorite sound bite is. Everybody knows what my favorite sound bite I'd is. I do it for you. Oh, absolutely. I'd do it for you. <laughs> Speaking of that, Harlem Heat to the WWE Hall of Fame. Booker T is the two-time, two-time sucker uh, Hall of Famer. How about that? Booker T out of anyone. Yeah. I was totally fine with totally fine by me because Booker T is one of my top season. He's actually my fifth all-time. Yeah. Uh, for the chat room, for the chat room, here's the deal. See how much the chat room knows me. See how much the PNP Nation knows me now. Uh, give me my top five. What is Chris Featherstone's top five wrestlers of all time in order? You can, it's okay if you get it wrong. It's, it's totally fine. But see if you can. I've said it a few times. <clears throat> I've said it a few times here on the show. Um, and let me see if we know it. Let me see if we know it. Uh, top five all time. <clears throat> One through five. All right. Uh, Mamoon is asking uh, past or present. Uh, the all time, all time. Uh, no, Evan. Uh, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure Black Bart will be good. I'm sure Black old Black Bart will be fine. Ooh. I'm giving that gal shout out. <laughs> but he's uh, definitely not a part of my top five. But. Uh, but I love, no, no. I would definitely say Black Part is one of my top five P&P interviews of all time. That's we, that's for sure. We all uh, know. Definitely. We all know your boo bear is, uh, you know, Sting is both of all ghosts and Jay Lethal. So, uh, you know, I know the answer. I'm not Jay, Lethal's, uh, Jay Lethal's my current favorite, yes. Uh, Jay Lethal is my, he's been my favorite wrestler for, Jay Lethal's been my favorite RPM. wrestler. Five years now, <clears throat> yeah. So he's he's been my number one for about five years, um, but he's definitely not in my top five all time. So I will give you that. Uh, all right. So we actually have people who are actually giving me five answers. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you for listening, Brandon. Uh, another soundbite that I have in my repertoire uh, is is this one here. Um, you get a you get a applause for anybody listening. Brandy says, Sting, Roman, Triple H, Hogan, and Vince McMahon. You have one of those right. Mahmoud, you get an applause, too, for listening. Stone Cold, Sting, Booker T, Macho Man, Ricky Steamboat. You have three of those right, actually. Good work, Mahmoud. You have three of those right. Um, Not in the correct order for the three that are right. Um, So there you go. Good try, Mahmoud. You actually are winning right now. You have three of those right. Uh, so keep them coming. <clears throat> yeah, CJ. 
Smash that like button. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, all right. So, GHP, Lethal Macho, Book, Roman, and Eva Marie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, best wishes to Eva Marie. She's killing it right now outside of WWE. Uh, but uh, because I'm going to have to give you this, GHP. Mm. Actually, surprised that uh, I would give you a, a wrong buzzer. Is you my boy? But uh, nah, that <laughs> ain't gonna happen. No, even Marie. Uh, most says Jay Lethal, Booker T, Stone Cold, Ricky Steamboat, and Sting. You have three of those right. Um, no, uh, Jay Lethal is not in my top five all the time. Nope, nope, nope. Maybe in my top ten. Maybe. Possibly, possibly, or possibly in my top ten all the time. Um, possibly. Definitely 15, maybe 10, not 5. All right. All right. Yeah, give me a couple more. Give me a couple more before I, before I go, and I will tell you my well, top five. Well, nobody knows my top five. Only, only uh, Featherstone and uh, I think GHP, if you can remember. I think y'all are the only two that might know my top five. There and you I know. ain't going to ask. <clears throat> Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Stone Cold, Sting, Booker T. Well, you gave me, come on. You can't do six. <laughs> you gave me six. Uh, cheater. <laughs> uh, mood is a cheater. <laughs> um, what's, uh, Evan, what's your top five? Uh, my top five, uh, of course, same one, the GOAT, Sting. Two will be Taker, three will be Michaels, four will be Angle, five will be Steamboat. Nice. Top five of all time. Solid five, man. All right, uh, all right, I got <clears throat> I got another <clears throat> another guess. Flair, Steamboat, Sting, Booker T, and Triple H. Well, you have three of those rights. Um, Brandon Sting, Stone Cold, Steamboat, HBK, and Macho Man. Uh, you have two of those, right? All right, so here's my top five. My top, I'll go from five to one, and I'll even give a drum roll. You, you guys know what number one is, but we'll just give him, give him a drum roll anyways. Number five, number five, suitable enough, number five is Booker T, dog. Top time. He's actually my number five of all time. Um, number four is Chris Jericho. Number three is Ricky Steamboat. Number two is Dusty Rhodes, baby. Yeah. American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Number uh, two of all time, baby. Billy, Billy, And number one, uh, you, know, you guys know what number one is, but I'm going to give you a drum roll anyways, okay? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a, a drum roll anyways. Here we go. My number one of all time. <laughs> he does this. He does that. He's big as a bull and he's quick as a cat. <laughs> he's the man, Costin. Ow. You got to do the yo in the beginning, the real version. Ow. Right, right, with the, uh, with the, uh, with uh, the cowbells. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. 
I would play the song, but WWE would ping the show, so <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> the show's become so popular that WWE uh, and Triple H uh, will ping uh, the show uh, for playing Sting. Uh, so I'll just fake. Um, so I'll just fake the Sting. I'll just sing the Sting song instead of uh, instead of play it. So I don't violate any copyright issues. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> ask Chris question. Thank you, GHP. No one worked more fluently than Steamboat. He always hit everything on point. Prime example of a wrestler. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, hashtag ask Chris. Um, yeah. So, so I think, uh, I, I think, I think that Steamboat is the greatest baby face of all time, hands down. Uh, Sting is my favorite because I think he's the, uh, I think he's the, uh, just the greatest, uh, just character. Like I was a big fan of Sting's character. Mm. I was I was sucked in as a kid in the ni- uh, late '80s. The Sting character, uh, he 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 he. Just absolutely just drew me in. Um, <clears throat> and he was an amazing baby face. Uh, I give Sting, I, I give Steamboat the, 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 the greatest baby face of all time just because he was just such a solid, fluid, good guy baby face. He was just a, as they would call a white meat baby face. And, uh, he did such an amazing job at it, man. I absolutely love it. Um, <clears throat> Sting to me was just the, the best character. I was I was just a, a such a Sting mark. Um, still am <laughs> big Sting mark. Um, and uh, I had the pleasure uh, to interview uh, Sting at a. Uh, well, I actually it was a Q and A that I went to, and I did some media work, and I asked him a question and. It was great. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was awesome. There 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 was my sting moment as far as media is concerned. So uh, it was it was it was awesome. I also had um, the opportunity to actually interview Booker T last year. He was on the show, um, and uh, it was great, man. So I've interviewed two of my top five. Unfortunately, um, <clears throat> Dusty's no longer with us, and. Uh, I've uh, asked some immediate question to Sting. I've interviewed Booker T. And uh, <clears throat> so Jericho's next, right? And Steamboat. Got to get – actually, you know what the crazy thing is? We actually, I actually – last year, I actually had an interview scheduled with the Ricky Steamboat, but something happened. I, I forgot what happened. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I, got, I got close to interviewing Steamboat's. I interviewed his son. His son, son Richie's been on the show. Richie Steamboat's been on the show. On the show. Um, that was a pretty cool interview. So go back to the mm-hmm. go back to the uh, the archives and mm-hmm. check out uh, Richie Steamboat's interview <clears throat> here on the Pancakes and Power Slam show. So I got to get Ricky. I got to get. So, yeah. My my top five. I was I got pictures with Sting in '89. I told you last year we was in the elevator together, me, him, and my fiance, which was hilarious because I told you my fiance didn't recognize him without the paint. 
and Sting yeah. actually was joking with her about that. Uh, I got to interview Steamboat. I got to interview Angle. I had breakfast for Angle. And, of course, we all know Taker and Michaels. <laughs> you know, that's pretty much. <laughs> you know, Taker, you know, he's talking a lot more now. But, um, he is. Yeah, about two, is. two out of three. Taker charges, about, t- Taker charges about $65,000 for, for interviews. <laughs> Unless you are a millionaire, you're not, you're not going to get it with the Undertaker. Unless you're Pastor Eric Young, um, you're not going to get an interview with the Undertaker. It will be a StarCast, though. Um, and speaking yeah, of that, he will, yeah. uh, he'll be there. And just real quick, uh, totally, uh, I'm totally for Harlem Heat being in the, in the Hall of Fame. They're the most decorated, to me, the most decorated tag team in WCW history. Ten-time tag team champions. If I'm not mistaken, though, their, their reigns were short. A couple of them were long, like four months or so. So long-ish. Um, but there, a lot of their brains were short, man. I don't know why. It's just WCW's booking a lot. The Hot Potato Championships, man, I, I so wasn't a fan of that. But here's the here's the crazy thing about uh, Harlem Heat. Harlem Heat was only a team uh, from 1990, uh, <clears throat> as far as uh, WCW's concerned. As far as, the, so they came in 93. They won their first tag team title in 94. So they were tag team champions 10 times between 94 and 99. So out of five years, they won the titles 10 times. So they average about, you know, they average twice a year. So this be, you know, twice a year. So yeah, you got to give it to them, man. Their last reign, I think, was one day. I think the last time they won the titles was Hollow Olympic uh, in 1999. And it was like, I think it was a triple threat match between um, <clears throat> the Filthy Animals, which was uh, uh, Onan, uh, and, and then the, I think of the first family, uh, which was Hugh Morris and um, Brian Nobbs, I think. So they won that triple threat. Someone can correct me, can be, you know, stat guy and correct me in the, in the chat room if I'm, not, if I'm uh, incorrect. But I think it was Halloween Havoc, 1999, Filthy Animals and First Family. And if I'm not mistaken, they lost the belts the next night on Nitro back to the Filthy Animals. So um, that was (laughs) – it was only one day long. But but, but the good part is the Book of Man won the world title the last – episode of Nitro, and he held up two belts. He held up the U.S. title and the World Heavyweight Championship mm-hmm. after he beat Scott Steiner, because nobody's finer. So, <clears throat> yeah. Scott yeah. Steiner, uh, he beat Scott Steiner the last Nitro, right? Won the world title. Anthony GHP, Mysterio's never been a heel. Um, I think he was a heel with the filthy animals for a little bit. Yeah, I can't count that. They still cheered yeah. Mysterio. With no mask. Yeah, <laughs> no he's like a girl. 
I mean, when you when you when your nine year old son is taller than you, when you're doing that angle with Eddie, which I thought was hilarious. That I said, yeah. but I mean, it, like you said, the greatest baby face, Steamboat one, Sting two, and then you got you got to give it to Ray. I mean, there's, there's literally nothing they could do with them three to where you just have to cheer. I mean, they didn't try to. The story was trying to be held to filthy animals. They still cheered them. <clears throat> they tried multiple times with Sting. Doesn't work. And, you know, <laughs> Steamboat, there's nothing they could do. They just got to cheer them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sting's cell turn was absolutely terrible. He, he turned on Hogan. Full bra, which we all laughed and loved yeah. it. Hogan was cheering, right? And he hit him with the bat? And then yeah, how it happened? Laughed. Yeah, because... He hit because, him with the bat, and then everybody cheered. Yeah, because Luger, Luger, Luger and Sting were teaming, and Luger was the heel and Sting was the face, right? And Luger mm-hmm. was trying to turn him rogue. If I'm not mistaken, that's how that's how it went. Um, and then, yeah. So, and I think that people thought that Luger was going to like do the official turn, but uh, Hogan was cheering, and Sting hit him with the bat, and then Dylan. You know, they were Dylan. They were, they were. He tried. I think he tried to be more of a heel when Dylan was kind of like the GM at that time, if I'm not mistaken, and. Um, it just didn't work. He had the uh, yeah, yeah. and destroy. And, and, uh, that song was, was like thirty minutes long. Yeah, yeah. It just, it just didn't work. <laughs> I love it the That song takes forever to start. Right, right. <laughs> By the time it started up. You never heard the whole song, right? When it started, right. Right. it was time for the next right. one to come out. <laughs> right. By the time they start the song, the lyrics of the song, you got uh, Tony Schiavone's, We've got to go! We're out of time! What was that? Metallica, to, to whom the bell told? All the Metallica songs are long. Speaking as a musician, <laughs> when, when Taker used it, the hell in the cell was like it took forever. I mean, anytime mm. you take a song... And it's so long that you can just play the intro as the Hell in the Cell theme music. You know your song is long. Well, and then when they, and then when they you sing Anger for the SummerSlam thing, they had they, they had to splice that up so much that you can hear the lyrics. Because once again, yeah. the intro is like thirty minutes long before the song. Speaking Look that up. Say Anger. What was it SummerSlam? What was that? Uh, was it oh? Was it oh one? Oh three? It wasn't oh two. Mm. Oh, something like that. Did uh, somebody put that up? Yeah, they they edited that song so much. I remember <laughs> speaking of theme songs. I remember uh, remember Armageddon had the same thing song for forever. Oh yeah. 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 I really wish I could play these songs. I can't play any of them, man. The Diddly Game theme song, remember that? Which one? It's a Diddly Game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Survivor Series uh, 96. Uh (laughs) No chance in hell. (laughs) Breakdown. 
Yeah, the funny it's funny because Vince's theme song came from an in your house yep. uh, thing. And it was originally an in your house theme with the no chance in hell. Every uh, everything was in, in your house. In your house yeah. brought by of course, in your Linda's, house DX. In your house. Of course uh, Linda's was uh, uh was WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah, the WrestleMania yeah. thing. Yeah. Everything was in your we can play the in your house game. In your house, my games. In your house, my you right. in your house. Beware of dog. Take it off. Get mad. Everything was in your house. In your house. Heart and soul. Heart and soul. But still, everything was in your house. Capital punishment. Yeah, man. Fatal four. All the, yeah, all the crazy in your house things. In your house. Tag, what was all the uh, What was some more in your house uh, names? I remember Heart and Soul. I remember. Beware of dog. Heart and soul, SummerSlam. Mind games. That was the Mind one with uh, mankind. Beware of dog yeah. one and two. Because the lights went out. <sighs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, fatal four way. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, what, what was <laughs> the one? Uh, my favorite was Better Friends. Uh, Better Friends, Worst Enemies. Worst Mind Enemies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Someone said Cody yeah. and Hell. I know about that. Yeah. Uh, yep, Codeine Hill. Yep, I remember that one. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Uh, in your house. And there were two hours. I remember there were two hours. I remember I watched. I remember, um, yeah, Buried Alive. That was a good one. That was a good Backlash. one. Canadian Stampede. Brian. Backlash. Um, yep. <clears throat> uh, I remember that I could convince my parents. I convinced my, my, uh, my grandmother at the time. I remember that I could convince her more to to watch an in your house to buy an in your house pay per view because they were only twenty dollars and they were two hours long. Now the three hours pay per views they were thirty dollars when I was a kid and they you know became forty dollars now they're like sixty or seventy now. But um, yeah, I remember I could I could I could persuade my parent uh, to to get the in your house because it was two hours long and twenty bucks. So. I was like, it's only twenty bucks. You know, I was in high school. It's only twenty bucks. Can I, can I get it? Can I get it? Can I get it? <laughs> I was kidding. Right. And uh, I got a few. Of them. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Bad blood. Yep. <clears throat> That's a good one. Yeah. Somebody said, <clears throat> buddy, mind to say, what's your combat? I forgot about that. Yeah. GHP uh, says now it's in your house. Cold day and ratings. <laughs> I like That's it. Funny. That's uh, very true. <clears throat> Yep. In your house, Batista. All right. Slim, sitting all over the place. <laughs> all right, so all right, so here's 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 a segment before we get to. Uh, I mean, who really cares about Fastlane or on SmackDown? We'll, we'll get to it very very uh, quickly, but let's do some random based on this based on current storylines. Let's do a a satire segment with with the chat right now. In your house blank all right so so you got to create a pay-per-view name uh based on <laughs> based on uh, a satire form of a, a a really crappy moment or interview i mean or, or angle whatever so here's my first one let me let me give the example let me set the tone so <clears throat> here we go the first one is in your house give me what i want <laughs> that's, that's the first <laughs> That's the first in your house. First 
in your house. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. I got, uh, I, I got one from back in the day. In your house. Life sucks. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, so uh, so so give me so so chat room, give me one with uh, uh, oh okay, okay, Cody, <laughs> okay, Cody. In your house, the the Becky Lynch period. <laughs> that baby sounds good. <laughs> oh man, uh, in your house, the house that AJ Styles built. Okay. Brandon says is this Plano in your house boredom. Okay. Uh all right, give me what give me another one. Uh oh, that's a good one, Baltia. Okay, you get a you get an applause for that one. That was really, really good. Uh in your house. Uh, uh Guardians of the Independent scene. I love it. Uh Ellie says, I want it. Give it to me. Most says in your house, vegan house. I like it with uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh, uh, in your house, Earth Tone. That's 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 one with that's one with, uh, with Daniel Bryan in there. All right. Uh, oh yes. In your house, the big dog. In your house, well. It's boss time. You don't shut up with that mess. It's boss time. Uh, in your house, greenhouse. In your greenhouse. Yeah, I like it. Good, good, good. Uh, Cody says, in your house, a moment of bliss. Uh, <laughs> and he says, in your house, a moment of bliss. Yeah, the moment of bliss. Um, yeah, so she's, she's hosting WrestleMania. Clearly, you know, Vince McMahon loves her, loves him some Alexa Bliss. She can't. Oh, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that in a minute. Uh, don't tell Vince. JSP says in your house. Don't tell Vince. So clearly, Vince Man loves loves him some Alexa Bliss. Uh, she, I guess she can't wrestle, or she has no spot. There's conflicting reports of if, if she's even allowed to wrestle, uh, if she's you know capable of wrestling. <clears throat> but uh, so yeah, I'm not sold on uh, on her hosting. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I can see. Daddy, Mrs. Mustache. I can see how. I can see how Vince wants her. You know, wants her to be in the spot. I, I get it. I get it. Um, JSP says, "Ask Chris who else used to listen to the TV with the scrambler box with the black and yeah. white screen when you're connoring." Yes. <clears throat> now let me tell you, I used to uh, use the remote. Uh, and push reset <clears throat> real fast. That was my cheat code, <clears throat> and that's in the in, in the uh, <laughs> and the I would go to the pay per view site, push it, and uh, reset real real. Um, me and my brother actually, and we would push reset real fast, and sometimes it would bring up like um. Uh, it would bring up the pay-per-view sometimes, <clears throat> and even sometimes we would be able to see like clear, <laughs> like right. clear, clear uh, pictures of it, <clears throat> and it, it was crazy. Like we would maybe that tracking spend a whole two three hours just pushing the reset button on the, on the TV, and hopefully we hoping that we could get some type of 
<laughs> some type of uh, um, uh, cheat code or, uh, to watch a pay-per-view. But uh, we didn't get too far, but we still were able to hear a lot of it and uh, see some of it. So, But I have the WWE Network now. I've had it since uh, it came out. So I watched all of them on YouTube before. Anyway. You get like uh, two seconds of clear video, then you get that, see all that static. Like, yep, absolutely. Uh, I, <laughs> our GSP said, uh, right, I remember those moments. Oh, I saw a leg. <laughs> Love it. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Brandon says, in your house, uh, some old, same old matches. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Good segment, y'all. I, I really enjoyed the segment. <clears throat> All right, trivia. WrestleMania trivia. What was the main event of WrestleMania 1? What was the main event of WrestleMania 1? All right, uh, the other one is, uh, okay, so major format changes scheduled to appear at the WWE Hall of Fame. So uh, no more personal introductions based on the source um, uh, from this past weekend that uh, I was informed. No more uh, personal introductions, and the uh, 15 minutes will be the cap for each person now. I imagine they, you know, they may not go, they may go over and they won't do too much about it, but um, I interviewed Goldberg a couple, uh, like three months after the, the pay-per-view, uh, three months, I, I, I interviewed Goldberg right after, um, like three months after he got into the Hall of Fame, and uh, he expressed it, man, he said uh, he was pretty, he was pretty ticked off about it, he said he actually went to talk to Vince McMahon about it because because I, I was on the floor, I went to the Hall of Fame last year and the year before, and I was on the floor both years, and so I didn't see how bad it looked behind me, um, because you know you had the high rise and everything, and it was in the state, it was in the arena, so I I, I was looking forward. I was I mean, I love the speeches, I, I love the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame is one of my favorite things to watch at WrestleMania weekend, but. Going there the past two years, it was a fantastic experience, um, but it was just so long, man. Yeah. Like, it was Hillbilly Jim's speech. You know, God bless him, man. As far as I know, from what I've heard, I've heard nothing but positive things about Hillbilly Jim. I've heard that he's such a nice guy, and, mm-hmm. and God bless him, but his speech was so long. Bye. And... Um, I was just like, come on, man, you don't have much. I mean, you know, to be, not to be rude, but, I mean, he didn't have much to talk about when it came to a Hall of Fame resume. Um, I can see, you know, it's it's arguable, but I can see, I mean, Hillbilly Jim was one of the biggest names in the 80s, so I, I get it. You know, I I get it why, why he was in the Hall of Fame. I, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily opposed to it either. Uh, but I'm like, dude, the longest speech. You had the longest speech, and um, and I'm like, dude, you have the shortest Hall of Fame resume, but you have the you have the longest longest speech. Um, so that was just weird to me. That that was the nail in the coffin. I I can tell you by anonymous source that the hell. Be- the past couple of years, a lot of the wrestlers in the Hall of Famers, I know for a fact, has told me in confidence, dude, it's too long, we're ready to go. People <laughs> was trying to leave, but you can't leave early. Once you're a part of the Hall of Fame and all of that, you can't leave early. 
until it's over. So a lot of, a lot of the wrestlers in the, on the floor, though, a lot of wrestlers who attended, they left. Yeah, they left. Or, or, yeah, they, they left or they went to the green room. They just was like, it was too yeah. long. They've been talking about this for a couple of years, but Hillbilly Jim, and I've the nicest guy I've, I've talked to him numerous times <clears throat> off air in general, that was the nail in the coffin. Once his speech was like three and a half hours long, a Monday Night Raw episode, that's when Vince and I was like, nope, no yep. personal inductees. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. <clears throat> uh, good job. Um, uh, Bash, you, uh, the, 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 um, Freebirds was too darn long. Like, that was like 30 oh, minutes. Yeah, they were. Like, come on. Yeah. I, it was, it was fun to, to see, but it was, it was long. Stan Hansen was long. Again. Gosh, Stan. I totally agree. Should be in the Hall of Fame. Stan Hansen is definitely one of the best Texas heels, <clears throat> but, um, his long. Mr. T talking about his mom. I thought, but it was, that was, it was hilarious. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was long. But yeah. <clears throat> All right. Next uh, trivia question. Uh, Hogan and <clears throat> Mr. T versus Orton and Piper. Good job. Or North and Piper, I should say. What uh, type of match did Roddy Piper and Agent Adonis have at WrestleMania 3? That's the next one. All right, next, uh, let's get to real quick. Uh, Mr. T is uh, in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he kept talking about his mom <clears throat> a, few, a few years back. I think it was like 2016, was it 32? was talking about his mom. I think it was either 32 or 31. 31 was California, 32 was Texas. Um. <clears throat> All right, all right, Mo. All right, Mo. Hair versus hair. Good work, good work. Uh, all right. Um, Fast Lane, give me your grades for Fast Lane. Usos defeating Miz and Shane. Um, okay, so this is what I'm not happy about. I do not care about Shane McMahon turning heel. And everybody, listen, people know that I love me some Shane McMahon. Big Shane McMahon fan, been a Shane McMahon fan for years. But, but, as Randy Savage would say, but, yeah, um, I don't care. I I don't care. It's like, dude, first of all, why are we having another McMahon taking away the heel development and push of someone else? Not a fan of that at all. I don't right. care about Shane McMahon being a heel and going against the Miz at WrestleMania. I have no care about that. I would be I would be much more enthused if Shane McMahon and the Miz uh, and I agree, Multi. It's too soon to break up Shane McMahon and the Miz. I agree with that. I would have been much more intrigued if they would have built this story between Shane and the Miz, the Miz trying to please his dad, Shane McMahon wants to tag team. They did such an express version of this. I would have been fine if they if they would have won the tag team titles at Mania. If they would have built them up and built them up and built them up, I would have been more intrigued in that story 
than anything else in the tag scene. Now, they're, they're, you know, it's, it's rumored that the Usos will go against the Hardys. It would be a good match, but it seems like it may be a multi-person match. I don't know, man. I, I just, I'm just not intrigued in just the simple matches without stories. And there's nothing about Shane's heel turn that just reeks. Ooh, I'm buying it. I'm in. You know, I, I'm I'm super in. And I and I was <clears throat> conversing with um, some good friends. We text each other back and forth about just wrestling. Um, and I said this, I'm going to read this verbatim, read the text that I have verbatim, because they were okay with the Shane turn, and I, I, I just, I am told on the Shane turn, because here's the, here's the thing, I, it was foreshadowed, we know this Shane was turning, of course, but it's like, this is WrestleMania we're talking about here, right, so... Give me something that's so intriguing, and I'm like, I have to watch this thing. I can't just not watch it. And I said this. I'm going to read this verbatim. I'm going to read this text verbatim. I said, to me, Shane as a heel is uninteresting. They've tried Miz as a face plenty of times, and it hasn't worked. If you're a good heel, be a good heel. Let Sting be Sting. Let Rude be Rude. Let DiBiase be DiBiase. The constant switching has drastically hurt the business, because you confuse the crowd. That's why the lines are so blurred with faces and heels now, which is one of the biggest reasons why the product overall is hurting. I don't care about watching Man in Tights. I care about the story. Give me someone to love and to hate and make it so convincing that I couldn't like them even if I tried. The way to do that is to know what someone naturally is and go with it. Flair's face turn worked in 93 because he got the David versus Goliath rub against Vader. Steamboat was never a heel for a reason. Sting turned heel for two weeks in WCW and it bombed. <clears throat> That's exactly how I feel about this whole Shane thing. Like, it's, it's a <laughs> GSP. It says, GSP I agree with that. Turning Shane heel is like turning people he, Herman heel. Here's, here's the thing. Shane McMahon is a natural babyface. He's a likable babyface. You, you know, he loves to do the, the strut, the, the, the stutter steps. He loves coming out like that. His, his theme music is very catchy. It, it, he loves saying, what's up? You know, I'm, I'm Columbus, Ohio, born and bred, so I'm, I'm putting my, uh, my, my city over. What's up, Columbus? Like, he loves doing that stuff. He's just, and as far as I, uh, from, from everybody who's, uh, <clears throat> I know a lot of wrestlers who are and used to be in the WWE, Everybody has so much good stuff to say about Shane. Everybody says that he's the coolest McMahon. He's one of the guys. You know, he just fits in with everybody. He doesn't really power struggle. I mean, he doesn't really power trip. He's just one of the guys. And Shane McMahon is a likable, cool dude who has the flyest, freshest Jays every time you see him. And it's like... We saw it on SmackDown. It's, it's like, dude, you're trying so much to, to really fit this heel role. You're, you're having the announcer say your name a bunch of times, and the angle is, I'm tired of everybody using me. What a terrible, terrible angle. 
Do you actually think that I'm going to buy someone using Shane McMahon and be so intrigued in that to say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in that one. I'm in. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm buying this. And just to me, I'm like, dude, I, I'm checked out. I'm checked out of this, this storyline. I'm checked out of the heel turn. And to me, um, and I've said, that, I've said this on Twitter, man, Kofi winning the title is the only thing that's going to really keep me in. You know, and granted, you know, thank God that, you know, I'm, I'm excited because, you know, Evan and I will be there at Mania and we'll be able to experience it. And I'm hoping that Kofi wins the title. He should win the title. The place will go bananas. And here's the unpopular opinion alert. I think that that should be the main event and not the Becky, uh, yes, Charlotte, yes. and, and uh, Ronda match because that's cooled down so much, man. I got a really bad <clears throat> notion that the that the crowd might just uh, totally tank on that match and they may even hijack it um, because that's, that's cooled down so much. Not because of Becky. Uh, you know, Becky's doing her thing, man, but uh, they booked her – Really bad. The whole selling the injury thing just been terrible. I don't think it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. There was a time where it could be a strong argument to be the main, but I don't think it should be the main. I think that Kofi and Daniel Bryan should be the main. Everybody keeps saying we want Kofi. Uh, you know, the crowds are hot for Kofi. This is just like five years ago in, in, in New Orleans. Uh, and they should make Kofi versus Brian the main. Kofi wins, feel-good moment. The crowd goes absolutely bananas, and that creates the WrestleMania moment. Becky Lynch winning the title with, uh, with uh, the triple threat, that would not get the same reaction as Kofi winning against Daniel Bryan. And, I, and no, I, I, it would be a very, very strong argument to, uh, you know, way to, it would be a very, very strong argument otherwise. I do not think, and, I, and I'm very, I feel it so strongly <laughs> that Becky winning the title would not get the same reaction as Kofi. First of all, Becky's been champ before. She's, you know, the angles cool down so much, yeah, and yeah. Kofi is the hottest act in WWE right now. Simple as that. WWE title should be the main. Uh, the, the, the title match should be the main event. If if it is and Kofi wins, that would be a better WrestleMania moment than any other thing you can offer. Simple as that. Got you right now. It's yeah. the best thing to do. I mean, Becky, it's been cooled down. Brock hasn't been around, so nobody really cares. I mean, you can't sell me Brock against Seth. That's weird. It does. It just doesn't even matter. It doesn't even fit. You know what they gonna do with Reigns? Are they gonna do Reigns against Dean? I mean, who really cares about that anyway? So, what they're looking like. Right. So, gotta give it to Cody. I mean, it's been a good amount of years since. And like I said, I the only time I remember off top is maybe in twenty four. When Taker beat Edge for the title. It's been a while since the SmackDown title has been more prevalent and have been more talked about and the fans have been more excited about it than the Raw. Yep. Yep. Um, got an ask. <coughs> Excuse me. Got an ask for his question here. I could see an, uh, an excessive losing streak for him to hit his breaking point, but after one loss, it's kind of weird. He did make a point about people. 
people about using him, but it was not enough for him to turn. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm just, I, I'm not buying it, man. I, I'm just, I mean, there's nothing. And I was saying, and, and I tweeted actually. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read my tweet because I, I, I'm gonna read it verbatim because what I said, I, I meant <laughs> very vehemently. And the fans, um, didn't, the fans didn't even react when he turned heel. He was like, okay. Yeah. You know, yeah, he didn't... <clears throat> I said, I love Shane. Been a fan for a long time. But heel turns just aren't the same anymore. I didn't buy his promo whatsoever. A shocking and good heel turn comes from a person who was way over. Shane wasn't booked that way. I have zero interest of a WrestleMania match versus The Miz. And I, and I stand by it. I just... I. I don't have that interest because they didn't book Shane as being super over. You no, know, he, he was just a cool dude, and he, he you know he got pops, but they didn't push him. They didn't make him to a super over. And you know the biggest heel, the best heel turns are the shocking ones for the of the people who were just super duper over uh, and just to, like Shawn Michaels. You know what I mean? Like Shawn Michaels was an a dope hill turn. Rockers was such a baby face tag team. Yes, they saw dissension, but they were like, you know, a lot of people were like, wait a minute, there's no way the Rockers are going to, you know, split up. No way. The Rockers are they're good guys. They can't, you know. And then the whole super kick from nowhere, it, you know, that was an incredible hill turn because he was way over. Shawn Michaels has a knack of hill turns. Remember the the, the super kick out of nowhere to uh, celebrating Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Uh, <laughs> and it was like, and no one thought the chain, uh, no one thought that Sean would, would turn heel then. Um, the SummerSlam match was absolutely he, hilarious when he, he was overselling. He, he turned heel, and Sean Mike was the only person in history. And I, I got some breaking news too. <clears throat> yeah, I, I can see this publicly now because I talked to this person last, last night on the phone for like three hours. Michaels was held for about three weeks against Hogan, and he became face instantly when he came out at the Raw, and he just said, well, sometimes you just got to know. Just HBK saying those words, he came back to being a face. He was held for three and a half weeks. Yeah. The match, he sabotaged the match because, you know, they were supposed to do two matches of a turn match at Mania. Hogan opted out, which was hilarious. Yeah. And then Michael yeah. came back on Raw and was like, oh, well, sometimes you just, you just got to know. And he was back to <laughs> the face. Yeah, uh, sure was. Let everybody know that Uncle Dave, Dave Meltzer, is getting blasted on Good Friends with Stevie Ray. Uncle Dave did not feel Stevie Ray is qualified, if you will, for the Hall of Fame. So, I make you know for the song me and C Ray good friends. We talked on the phone for about three hours yesterday. Not going to discuss publicly what we talked about. But he did mention on the phone call last night and he did tweet that since Uncle Dave feels he's not Hall of Fame worthy, he said that's fine as his opinion. I was voted by my peers. I got respect in this business, which is more than I can say for him. When the Hall of Fame is over Fans and everyone will get to hear what I really think of Dave. Uh-oh. Now, I know already how you feel about Dave, and I'm not saying it publicly. But do you know, fans, listen here, and here on my show and on Panthers Power Slams, just wait at the mania. 
You're going to get the head, no. get old Stevie Ray, get old uh, Slapjack. He's going to shoot. Himself. <laughs> As Paul Heyman would say, <laughs> shoot from the hip. Uh, but, yeah, okay, so we'll, we'll we'll see how that saga goes. Uh, I'll actually talk to Dave Meltzer a couple weeks ago. Chat with yeah, him. that's a, uh, yeah, uh, good, good old we Uncle were, Dave. Conversing, we were conversing about uh, being back on the show uh, soon, so he was on the I, show. I know, yeah, Uncle Dave fine with me, you know, you only, I mean, he's in, he's in, I, I will say this, though, not going to mention names. We're not the only people. Some of the boys were kind of surprised <laughs> that Tory Wilson got signed to the WWE Hall of Fame before others. And some don't even feel like her Hall of, her career is Hall of Fame worthy, even though she's a great person. Her theme song was cool. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and Lily Garcia's son is calling it. What did she say? No one need a word for that song. Oh, man. Uh, Monty, uh, no guest Q&A. Uh, like I said, the uh, the ROH uh, media call from Jay Lethal, the, the part two, that's what I'm hosting next week. And then uh, we're going to get Stasiak back on. But um, join the Patreon, everybody. Um the interviews, a lot of the interviews will be there. Um, I'll be playing a lot of retro stuff on the show uh, because I definitely want to give people who uh, uh, give to the Patreon some love. Uh, I really appreciate okay. everybody uh, uh, who give to the Patreon. So I'm going to give you all some love. Uh, <clears throat> but we'll be playing some retro. I think I'll be playing some retro interviews. Uh, I might do a few more Q&As, but uh, I'll still be doing, um, you know, new and fresh interviews, but um, I think I'll, I'll give the, the, the Patreon the uh, the ability to do the Q&A inside the Patreon um, uh, and have the, the, the Patreon members uh, be the one who actually asks the Q&A questions. Uh, so that's why I think I'm going with it. I'm still uh, doing some uh, some some brainstorming on uh, what I'm going to do to honor the supporters. So there's the Patreon right there. Boom! Adam Cole. Boom! Uh, <laughs> so, all right. So uh, let's hurry up. Um, that's Fastlane. Uh, Raw. Shelton Benjamin. It's <laughs> a random uh, appearance. That was that <laughs> makes sense, though. They used, to, they used to team up in OBW, um, and they used to train together. And uh, Benjamin was uh, was like a, a coach of, of, of Rock to to a, to a sense. So, and of course, we talked about the Triple H Batista segment. Um, yeah, Aleister Black and and Ricochet are still being billed as NXT guys. So I was thinking about I was thinking about this. I was like, okay, sir, so they're still getting billed as NXT guys. They're competing on both shows. There's a real strong point. There's a really, really strong um, uh, part of me that who that, that feels that the, those two are like the uh, the spokespeople, so to speak, the representatives for NXT, because I think. On the Fox deal, 
the NXT might get that because they wanted a third show. I mean, they wanted a second show on Fox, uh, FS1 or, or one of the other Fox affiliate, I mean, Fox partner networks or Fox umbrella um, networks, like FS1 or uh, something like that, FXX, something, one of those Fox networks. So they wanted to have a program. So... I think that NXT, it seems like it, don't quote me on this, I don't want to see, I don't want to hear any uh, <laughs> any breaking news, some, this is pure speculation, don't say, you know, for, for all the media people watching this show, don't, don't think this is confirmed, um, I, I, it seems like, I'm totally speculating here, but it seems like either FS1 and FS2 they want the NXT show, and, and because they, they, it seems like WWE, especially Triple H, want to popularize NXT to make them feel like a, a legitimate third brand and to carry that over to actually have NXT be its separate brand on FS1 or FS2. That's what it seems like. So, um, doing that, I get it, but at the expense of WWE main roster guys, yeah, not, not a all right, uh, trivia question. Who did The Undertaker compete against at WrestleMania 8? Who did The Undertaker compete against at WrestleMania 8? All right, so uh, as far as Kurt Angle, I, I really like the, the, the Drew moment at the end. Made him look like a dominant face. I've been saying that for a long time. I couldn't stand the fact that they made him randomly lose to Finn Balor a few months back. That, that was uh, terrible, <laughs> absolutely terrible. But I'm glad they re-upped it. They refreshed his heel row. I was a big fan of that. Yeah, he looked really good uh, ending the show, you know, looking like a, 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 a bad boy. Um, all right, so we talked about SmackDown, too. Um, so, yeah, he got the gauntlet oh, match. This felt weird. I, um, I like the Orton and AJ segment. Um, that was, it, it got to the point where I was like, you know what? I, I wish that there was a bigger story behind this. Definitely. It's definitely throwing this together. Um, but the fact that it's our, it, it's Randy Orton and AJ Styles. I mean, they're going to tear the house down and the, the, the segment, it, it had a shoot. It has some shoot in it. You know what I mean? And so, Definitely, like yeah, CJ said it. You know, has some good digs, and so I, I bought it. I, I bought into it, and I think that, that 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 segment was really good. And it made me, it made me say, okay, there's a story, there's an angle to their match now, and it makes perfect sense, by the way. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm cool with it. I, I think that was a good way to 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 add something to their match, and I, and I like it. Right. Jake Roberts. I remember tease for I then that's the segment I did honestly miss. Um <clears throat> I was trying to get better for the for the show tonight. But remember when AJ was in TNA, Impact, Anthem, whatever you want to call it, that was a dream match that everyone talked about for years. Is AJ against Orton. Mm-hmm. And now that we finally get it, even though, you know, she is later, you know, they're still not past their prime. They're still good the way they could tear the house down. AJ Still keep oh, yeah. going the ring and so can Orton, even though Orton just he's at the point, just doesn't care, does what he wants, and that's it. Yeah. 
but I think I think he's gonna I think he's gonna step up and show up uh, for me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I think this this is gonna be a sleeper. I think it's gonna be really good to watch. All right, so uh, got the sound bite. Here we go. Ready? It is now time for the flavor of the week. It was me all along. GSP <laughs> says, uh, <laughs> we're all felt more together, and besides the Kofi stuff, SmackDown felt like they didn't have a clue about the direction of me. I think mean, that's a good assessment. And poor Dana Brooke. Yeah, I mean, fellow Ohioan, you know, like she can't. The the promo wasn't that bad though. It wasn't that bad, but it was like no one cares about Dan Brooke. But here's here's the positive. She's in much better shape now. Okay? Like she was a big bodybuilder and she was in really good shape. She fell off, unfortunately. Um, you know, a, a bit. She fell off a bit. Uh but she's in really good shape now. So uh, that's one thing I did notice. It's like, yeah, Dana Brooke looks in good shape now. It's like she she looks like in a shape that when she was in NXT. And I mean, I get it. I, mean, I totally get it from from a Dana Brooke standpoint. It's like, man, I'm I'm being booked so terribly. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to um, be as strict as I as I am when I was competing and things like that. I, I mean, she wasn't in bad shape at all, but I, I, I definitely tore. Uh, I definitely saw a difference from NXT and yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she, you know, she looks great now. You know, she's gotten some, she's gotten back in really good shape. And, I, and that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, yeah, Dana Brooke, she's gotten back in shape. So I'm cool with her for that. So, I mean, they, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Could they use Dana as like somebody? I don't know. Um, I don't, Unfortunately, I don't think so. Um, she's a learner, though. You, know, you gotta give you gotta give that to her. She's a learner. Um, but unfortunately, she's just one of those people that I don't ever think that uh, that WWE will have anything to do with. It. Kimbo said that she that, that he thought that she was going to push uh, when she debuted in the main roster. Yeah, it seemed like they were heading that way, but yeah, it doesn't seem like they're going to do anything with her. So, all right. So let's do this, y'all. I think that's it, right? Uh, we got the WrestleMania trivia. We got the, the headlines. Uh, again, 17th anniversary. Check that out this weekend. ROHWrestling.com. Go, go, go. Check it out. It's a really, a really stacked card. Uh, oh, GSP says, Dana, Mike's, Dana Brooks' mic skills are far better than Jeff Hardy. Creatures! <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So we have these pro wrestling controversial questions. We got about seven minutes or so to address a few. So it looks like we're going to be doing a part three next week as well. Uh, I really like these. I think I might carry these over to Mania because these are some really good talking points. So I've actually got seven questions in a basket. I'm going to shake it. I'm going to pull a question out and. Uh, and here we go. There is the the first question. The first question. Right. Let's read it out loud. Here we go. 
WCW would have been out of business by now if it did not if it did not fold in 2001. That's one. Mm. WCW out of business already. It's a it good one. Too, no. I think so. That ain't still been around. Then it says no. Um. Hmm. Brandon says uh, he doubts it. <clears throat> Mo says, says no. Uh, Cody says yes. He believes it. Uh, WCW would have been out of business. Sports I don't believe it as well in Gambo. Out of business by now, even if it did not fold in 2001. GSP does not feel that WCW would have been out of business. Yes, thank you. That's true, Zed. Uh, National Pancake Day, man. Kudos to the wives. Yes. Yeah. Pancakes, but uh, and I enjoy them thoroughly. And it's so funny. I, I, I'm a, like, my forte is brunch. I love cooking brunch. So uh, she brought me back some pancakes, and I cooked some bacon and eggs with those pancakes. Oh, man. I had a fantastic dinner slash brunch. You get some crepes. We need to get in New York crepes. Crepes? Uh, no, no. Well, I'll be in New York in a few weeks, so that's uh, right. Uh, <laughs> but episode would have been uh, what TNA is now and better. Hmm, interesting, interesting assessment. All right, for the second time, let's let's do a couple more real quick. There you go. Ah, uh, Cody. They let the wrestlers won the show and gave all the ridiculous contracts. It wasn't a, a sustainable model. Very good. What day is PNP's birthday? Good question. Ask Chris question. Good question. I believe the first show was April the 3rd of 2012. It was right after Mania. Um, I that date for you. Uh, so, seven years ago was WrestleMania 28. It was a Tuesday after Mania. WrestleMania 28 was it? Yeah. WrestleMania 28. Um, uh, Chris, uh, I don't know about any miles, but I'm looking forward to the post-WrestleMania podcast. Yo, oh yeah, baby. Seven-year anniversary, actually, anniversary show we'll do the, the week beforehand. Um, uh, yeah, it's going to be Uh, Cody, you'll be at WrestleMania? Maybe yeah, I'll be cool. listening to the podcast on the way home. Evan and I will be at WrestleMania as well. Uh, yeah, okay, yep. So it was uh, so May twenty seventh was Sunday, April the first, two thousand twelve. Uh, that Tuesday was the first uh, PNP show, so that was April the third, two thousand twelve. So April third is officially the seven year birthday of. Yep. Mo says April two thousand twelve is what Wikipedia said. Yes. You know, Wikipedia is, uh, yeah, Wikipedia, uh, uh, PNP is on Wikipedia, man. Man, Moose says, congrats, congrats, Chris, that was awesome. Thank you, man, appreciate it. All right, so we got enough, we got time for one more. Here we go. Um, K-Fabe is 
dead. Whoa. Seven long, seven strong. Uh, ASP says yes. Mo says yes. Too much reality shows. Brandon says he thinks social media killed it. It's unfortunate. <laughs> Rest in fame. I like it. Um, I think the social media is a very good point, man. I don't ever want kayfabe to be dead, though. Um, yes, it is. I said yes, it is until Ronda put, <laughs> Rousey put up real promos about WWE. Um, Kimball says yes, reality is more interesting these days. Good point, Ben. Jeff says no because the whole world is kayfabe now. It's <laughs> a really good point. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, man, I hope, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things, man. I'm still going to, uh, Still going to believe the kayfabe is a, is a deal, man. It's, it's kayfabe is still alive. Uh, the the, the, uh, the baby faces and the heels and the characters are still still now exposing the people outside of WWE is much bigger now because of social media. But right. at the same time, uh, I can't say that it's 100 percent dead as Cody is saying. I can't. I don't think it's 100 percent dead. When they can blur it for the last time I remember seeing Punk in 2011 until he left. So, uh, Mo thinks Baker's keeping Payfabe alive. That's right. Not uh, no more. Because you will uh, rest. Peace. Brock is Give it to Brock. Yes. Brock is one that you don't, Brock doesn't, you don't yep. see Brock He's talk deep. much or do anything personally. So, yep. Brock is the only other one. Stays at home, no social media. Uh, um, he doesn't interact with social media much. So, yeah, I agree with that. All right, so uh, more questions like that next week. So that's going to be good. Uh, GSP says uh, he's dead, but the wrestling fan in me won't die. That's correct. Ronda Rousey rant, maybe, man, I'm a 33-year-old man. <laughs> yeah, uh, won't let it die. So wrestling fan, I agree with that. The wrestling enemy won't let KFA die. That's exactly right. hundred percent agree with that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, 363 episodes in the book. Since we are at plan A, I got to stay in the guidelines. The plan A guidelines. And now, according to my events, uh, he is uh, the new uh, B plus uh, Player, uh, so uh, since we're not doing plan B, we're plan A back to normal. Got to keep my restrictions. But 363 episodes in the books. It's been a pleasure as always, ladies and gentlemen. On behalf of Evan Tech Proud, I am Chris Featherstone. God bless you all. Enjoy the night, and always remember: have a good week. Enjoy your week of rest. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.